There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM, HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. you got to be on acid to understand what's going on on this show. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM, HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Came out of nowhere that night, walked up and said you have pretty eyes. With the you can tell KG's here with all the Cassie music we got. Oh, well, we haven't played it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fire. This morning. How you are you going to really do this to me? You got a really nice tailor-made hat, too. We may have to see what you got, though. Right? It's all I could see. Come home with me. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. I would listen to more of this, but we have the great Joey Zanaboni, voice of the dogs, on the phone lines. Joey, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jackson. Absolutely, man. Well, sorry we couldn't get you on yesterday, but we're gonna we got the Houston Dynamo tomorrow, and so we wanted to get you on today. Talk a little about it. What do you see out of this Dynamo bunch uh, that City SC at home, another home game, uh, will have to face? Yeah, you know, I think that Houston is uh, pretty similar record-wise to Vancouver coming in, you know, about the same number of wins as losses, handful of draws in there as well. They had a game earlier in the week actually against Vancouver, which I think was kind of telling. It was wild. It was a little bit ugly. It was kind of a strange game. There were three goals scored in the first 15 minutes. And, uh, you know, Houston came out on the low end of that uh, final score of 6-2. Still think they're a dangerous team. They don't play particularly well on the road. You can't overlook them because I still think they have some talent in the midfield, and I think they've got uh, they've got the ability to come in anywhere and beat anybody at any time. That said, I think St. Louis is playing its best soccer of the year right now. I mean, you talk about the last two games, and you say, hey, it's a 7-1 margin. You had a 4-0 win over Kansas City. You had a 3-1 win over Vancouver. I think this team is clicking. I think they've got the confidence back, and I think that uh, they've really settled in at home. I mean, you think about it, we're just right in the middle of this home stand. Uh, third weekend out of five, still June 11th and, and June 21st coming up at City Park. So I think it's going to be a great night tomorrow night for City, and, and I think the guys are playing confidently. Absolutely. And uh, you were talking about Vancouver there earlier, and we all saw Leuven's goal uh, in the ninth minute there. Put yourself, I'm going to talk about your from your perspective. You're sitting there in the booth. What did you ever think that he was going to fire at the goal there? And then when it went in, I mean, how do you react to such not only such an incredible goal, but something like kind of unexpected, kind of out of nowhere? How did you react to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised. I was. It looked like it was a cross, but as he says, I put it toward the far post yeah. with the kind of expectation that it can always curl in if nobody gets there. And I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Uh, came through into the upper ninety and then fell into the side shelf. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, but I wasn't stunned because he has ball control that's really rare, even for the MLS. I mean. What he does on the set pieces and on the corner kicks is arguably the most valuable individual thing any position player does for a St. Louis City. And I compare him to a pitcher who's got, uh, you know, decent VLO at 93, 94, 95, but when the ball gets to you, it looks like 98 to 100. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's hard to describe why, but it seems like his ball can pick up speed as it goes. He's got great movement on it. He's got the ability to drop it or even to kind of make it rise. And, you know, we had seen over the last three, four weeks, there were a few that you could tell he was targeting that upper corner. There was one in Chicago on May 13th where he he went kind of a, a similar shot. It was in the penalty arc. It was about 25 yards out or so and just went to that upper corner and just barely missed it. But a similar strike where he curled the ball and it ended up high. So you could tell he was seeking kind of that shot, and it was only a matter of time before he got it. Um, really, really impressive stuff. And to me so far, that's the goal of the year in the MLS. It was, it was named the goal yeah. of the week yeah, by Major League Soccer. And I think we'll, we'll see it, you know, in the polling and in the voting for goal of the year at the end of the season. Absolutely. It was world-class. Joey Zanaboni on with us here, the voice of St. Louis City, SC Joey talking about how great Leuven's been for the team and he's been unbelievable. Another guy who's obviously been world class has been Roman Berkey. Uh, I, we we're talking about this on one on one ESPN with Taylor Twelman. How it just kind of seems like Berkey is so dominant, so good that it's such an advantage to have him over a lot of the MLS teams because they just don't even compare it to how quality of a goalkeeper he is. Tell me what you think a little bit about Rowan Berkey and how significant he's been to the success so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I think the last two games, I think the the gap between the goaltenders has been you know as, as wide as the gap between St. Louis and Kansas City or the gap between St. Louis and Vancouver. I mean, mm-hmm. he has been the best goalie on the field by far, I think, in every game. And, and the leadership he's provided off the field to, to stance the little skid that this team went through uh, late April into early May, keeping them uh, going for the highest standard. I think that Carnell said at one point, you know, uh, most of the guys on this team would give their left arm to – go where Berkey's been over in Europe to play for Borussia Dortmund and uh, mm-hmm. have the kind of success that he's had. And bringing that winning mentality over here has been key in getting this team to 25 points, the fastest ever expansion team, to get to that mark. You know, it's it's kind of like the catcher in baseball, where if you're talking about him a ton and you're talking about how great he is, uh, sometimes that might be you know, indicative that uh, there are too many shots against him or he has to do too much. But uh, even when he he has to do a little bit more than's required, uh, I mean, it's just a pleasure to watch him because it, it's it's unbelievable. The acrobatics, mm-hmm. the leadership, the way he puts the position, uh, the defense in the right position, uh, it's truly incredible. And we're going back through some of these uh, Apple TV broadcasts and some video and just looking back at the saves that he made where the play ended up being called offsides. And it's amazing because I think he's got 
just in that little category, even though they didn't uh, count as official saves, I think he's got one or two that could be the save of the year, uh, even though ultimately after the play was over, it was, it was ruled offside. So uh, just just a, a phenomenal player. And I think that, you know, I mean, best 11 in the MLS, Lutz Fennenstiel has said there's, there's a massive gap between him and the rest of the goalies in the MLS. I mean, I see it as a foregone conclusion. Uh, we'll see where we're at at the end of the season, obviously, with uh, voting and polling and all that. But, yeah, I mean, to me, there's there's absolutely no question Berkey's the best at Major League Soccer. Wow. He's certainly a big reason why they still have the best goal differential in the entire league, which is pretty incredible for an expansion team. That fifty or plus 15 right now. Yeah. Anybody see this coming at the start of the year? Could you look at the roster and say, boy, St. Louis has really got a team here? Or is this taking the whole league by surprise? Yeah, Edward, after the last game, was saying, hey, it is nice to defy expectations of some of the quote-unquote experts. And, you know, you had whatever was 13 or 14 out of the 15 uh, bloggers, writers, experts said that St. Louis City would finish last in the Western Conference. And obviously that's uh, the furthest thing from the truth right now uh, with this team being the best in goal differential, this team being consistently in the top three in the West. Uh, but Edward also said uh, during some post-game remarks that, hey, we also feel like we have a really talented team. And just from the, just from the start, you know, we felt like we had more talent than people were giving us credit for. It's not just grit and resilience and kind of squeaking out wins, but this is an enormously talented group. I mean, they're being recruited from all over the world. They have good MLS experience, and, and they've, you know, come together quite well as a group. I, you know, I didn't really have, to be honest with you, either uh, kind of either way on prognostication and prediction, uh, just going out there and seeing what we had. But uh, watching that first game in Austin, I did feel like there was something kind of special because I just felt like the team came into a hostile environment and did not play to the hostile environment at all. We're not phased. Uh, by you know any sort of intimidation or, or faced by going into a, a really good stadium like Austin, they came in, uh, executed their plan, and went about their business. And I just felt like that was that was something that told me this team could be kind of special. And and I really do believe we have something on our hands. There's ebbs and flows, you know, for everybody through the season. City's gone through it. Uh, you look at Seattle, who's neck and neck with City at the top of, of the Western Conference. They're kind of going through it right now. It's it's up and then it's down. So you gotta you gotta be patient over the course of of the next uh, five months or so. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that this team's picking up confidence and and getting better as the season goes along. So I, I really do think it's just getting started. Hey Joey, uh, final question here for you. We talked about Leuven's goal against Vancouver and the and how awesome that was. But I think the the moment for most fans of the game was seeing St. Louis and Miggy Perez just days after, literally days after graduating high school, scoring his first MLS goal. As a St. Louis and yourself working in his hometown, working for the hometown team, how awesome for you was that to see Miggy Perez put that one in the back of the net, basically for all of St. Louis? It was absolutely incredible. And not only because of Miggy and not only because of his story, but the roar of the crowd when he put the ball into the top shelf on a nice little cross by Tomas Ostrak, every single person, 22,423 in the stadium, 
knew the significance of that goal. And you think about fan bases and you think about, boy, they, they always appreciate the team. They always love the team. But how many times do you see a fan base that knows the details like this group does and knows what it means to this city and just collectively at exactly the same moment understood the significance of that? There's going to be so many kids in this area over the next 10 years who want to be the next Miguel Perez, who want to go from uh, the, the youth fields and the select fields and the high school fields here in St. Louis uh, to the MLS. And Miguel has shown that that's possible. And the fans have shown, uh, do it. We want that. We want to embrace you. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate everything that is St. Louis. So it, it was just absolutely incredible. And, and his teammates as well. Uh, I know Joachini, Nico went out to his graduation. Uh, I think it was at the family arena in St. Charles for Pattonville high school awesome. and just the sport that they've shown him. I mean, he's yeah, been, awesome. uh, you know, under, uh, quite a bit. I mean, you're 18 years old. That's, that's quite a bit of pressure to come in the MLS, but mm-hmm. he's handled it so well, had so much fun and his, his family, his friends and his teammates have been right there for him the whole time. So it's, It's really incredible, and I think as the season goes along, if you look at how Bradley and and Lutz have kind of positioned Miguel right now, it is a little more of a defensive role, kind of a holding midfield uh, type of role. But as the season goes along and as the years go along and he gets up to be, you know, an elder statesman at 19 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old, I think they will uh, kind of deploy him more into that attacking role, and I think he'll do quite well in it. Joey, last question, then we'll let you go. Um, we saw what the Battle Hawks did here, outdrawing almost every team by double, drawing over 30,000, uh, you know, St. Louis City drawing, you know, over 20,000 every game. What is the attendance like in all the other cities in the MLS, or is St. Louis well in, above those teams? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely rare to see a team get 99, 100% stadium capacity in the MLS, or I think on any given match day, um, you know, you have 13, 14 games going. There's really only a couple that are going to hit 99 to 100% capacity. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's been absolutely raucous so far. You know, I think the largest crowd that we saw was 34,000 out at Lumen Field in Seattle. Yeah. Now, that's also a 69,000-person stadium. That's the, the Seahawks and obviously uh, the Sounders. Feels a little uh, different. So, you know, some, some larger venues, but, I mean, for what I've seen, I really do believe that City is the perfect venue. It's the perfect size. It's the perfect location. It allows the most accessibility to the fans that I've seen. Uh, of any stadium so far. And, you know, the expectation is no matter if it's an MLS game or if it's, you know, an in-season tournament like the League's Cup, that that expectation has been set where it's pretty much going to be a sellout. It's going to be everybody packed in, and and there's going to be people who are going to be, you know, standing the whole game for the most part. And I I think it's really special. I, I think that, uh, what's happening here in St. Louis, it's on notice from, you know, the rest of the league. I was talking to Glenn Davis, the play-by-play broadcaster for Houston, and he was he was basically saying, boy, I wish we could have what you have in St. Louis down here in Houston. And uh, it's, it's inspired people around the league. It's inspired other teams. And, it, I mean, it feels good. It feels good in year one. And uh, what is this, week 
15 or so to, to already be the so. standard bearer. Yeah, that's incredible. Joey Zanaboni, the voice of St. Louis City SC. Joey, thanks for joining us as always, sir. Keep crushing it. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Appreciate it. And tune in Y98 uh, tomorrow, 7.31st kick. St. Louis City, Houston Dynamo. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Joey. All right. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. It's Joey Zanaboni, the voice of defense doggies, defense mm. dog. Houston Dynamo tomorrow. That's a good name. I like that. Houston, it's not a bad name. Houston Dynamo. Yeah. Would you have preferred like something like the St. Louis the Dogs Houston Dynamo, Energy? Houston Dynamo FC. No, it's just Dynamo. UC. What is it like? Houston Dynamo. You got Sticky, the stick of dynamite is like their mascot. Sticky. <laughs> For Houston? <laughs> dynamo. I, I don't. Well, a dynamo is just like someone with lots of energy or something. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, that's weird. It's not someone about... blowing things up. <laughs> what about St. Louis Ambition? That'd be a good name. I don't care for that. What about St. Louis Historic? The dog. That's what I wanted. The St. Louis dog. Yeah. Very simple. St. Louis Paved Roads. Uh, Well, that wouldn't be accurate. St. Louis Louis Carjacks? No, it wouldn't be nice. We said Glocky. Glocky. I don't know. I don't know if that would would go over well. Someone just texted Freeze at Lakaka. From Big Freeze Locker, come! <laughs> Can I hear that, please, Plowsy? I, I honestly have no idea where the flow is. Oh, no. Is that not in our go-to drops? Yeah, good. We lost it. It well, was the best one we had. <laughs> could no, you I mean, say I can, it again, I can, I know. Can, I'll find it. It's just not something I can find immediately. It's hard to spell Lakaka. <laughs> well, well, I didn't think that. L-A-K-A-K-A. I think you were trying to say like. <laughs> Yeah, freeze it like a, and I don't know what I was saying after that. Freeze it like Cryo. a. And call the Iggy Zamboni impression, so I will find it in the uh, Drops Raw okay. folder. I don't even know what raw he drops. says. Doug, you're going to get it. I, I would love to hear it. I don't know freeze what, like a car. I don't know what he said <laughs> that I was talking? trying to say what he said, but I don't remember what It was a good thing. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was red hot is exactly what it was. I'll find it. Just keep going. Sure, yeah. Right. I'll power right through that. Uh, text on in your thoughts on our interview with Joey Zanaboni or just any thoughts, really. You can also call in. First text in for the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5, and then call in 636-904-TMA. You can email in the morning after at InsideSTL.com for the design air heating and cooling email today. Only Blueberry Pop Pop one email down. And Blueberry Pop Pop won it. So blank slate. Who is going to be the emailer of the month? We know that goes a long way for the Logger to Kill listener of the month. Doug, I'll, I'll run down the standings for you real quick. Okay. While you look at them, uh, good news for me today. Oh, let's get back to you. I, I, okay. I, I didn't have to look anything well, up. I know, off the, okay. I know I'm off the top of my head. Um, Freeze like a cryogenic. There it is. <laughs> cryogenic. See, I was trying to there say you go, cryogenic. I'd like, like to hear it one cry- more time. You, freeze oh, like a I cryogenic, I tried to say. Freeze like a Freeze like a But let it play after that. What, what did I say after that? Cryogenic lab. Hoo-hoo, yeah. See, <laughs> little Shannon at the end. A little Big Irish no, at the end. More like uh, Randy Savage. I'm saving this one today. Uh, yeah, save that. So I was trying to say cryogenic lab. Um, we will never lose that one, Doug. People, I would hope not. People listening to the show know that I, I am a huge fan of our fountain outside. Uh, you cut me off from reading the Milagro to Kill Listener of the Month so you could talk about the fountain. It's, it'll be on within the hour. Can I cut both of <laughs> you off for a second? Just okay. so you know, there are 1,850 drops in the Drops Raw folder, <laughs> and I just found that in about one minute. Nice so going, fuck that. Yeah. Freeze like a cup. <laughs> I think as long as you know what it's titled... I, well, th- I can't type Some in the title because it da- like the drops raw is d- the date is first. Yeah, flaw oh. in the system. That's my fault. Flaw in the but system. But that's when we had drops of the week. I could tell which date. Like, yeah. 
week okay. by week. See, by when week. I put them in, I never titled them. I just put them under the name. Like I may say, Doug. Would have been easier to do that. Doug, but they're all. You didn't date them, is what you're saying. Uh, the old computer, no. Praise the Lord, <laughs> you like that one. I do too much, maybe. <laughs> so the phone will be on today. They, supposedly, I, didn't, I left early. I left after the show, and then I had to come back for the Hubbard birthday party. Okay. But supposedly, they had turned it on yesterday, and nothing but mud water came out. Ooh, mm, man. Doug. That guy who, water. The guy who works on it just looks so bitter <laughs> oh, all yeah. the time. I saw him this morning. He, hates he didn't everyone. seem too excited to Not see me. Be more unhappy with I said, what's going I said on. so it's coming on today. He goes, as soon as it fills up, he said, I. I've been here 17 years. If I had the money they spent on all these fountains, <laughs> I'd be out of here. So, Not what's bad. the value of the fountain for you? Just to look at it? It's very relaxing. Yeah. I love I love fountains. When I worked for uh, Steve Bunyard back, uh, <laughs> the hell is Steve Bunyard <laughs> for Sports Illustrated Golf? The guy Plus. sounds fake. Is that when you were clearing markets? Yeah. Nice. Um, then I go into the office during the week, and then we'd usually go to the tournament on a Wednesday. I would uh, with Mike Kelly, and I would just do some interviews out on the driving range for our Sports Illustrated Golf Plus Minute, where I'd ask him, hey, your favorite Caddyshack quote, things like that. i just do stupid stuff. Then I would come back on Thursday. Um, but they had a fountain right outside the uh, office in Clayton. And I just, God, this is so relaxing. And I remember uh, I, I wasn't paying attention. I just thought it was a lot of nice water coming down. Mm. And I went to the pet store, and I bought like 10 goldfish. I said, it'd be kind of cool, you know, I put goldfish in here and, you no. know, they get bigger and you come mm-hmm. out here and watch. And, oh, as soon as I put them in, they all started, what's going on? They're all going backwards. They all got sucked into the, it was, I guess, some kind into of the suction. Yeah. They all got sucked into the grate after, like, five seconds. Nice. So I just always like fountains. They're just very peaceful to me. So I told you, there's some Saturdays I got nothing to do. I said, yeah, why go to Starbucks? I'll just go to the station. I'll make a cup of coffee, sit out here on the yeah, patio. And, and look at a fountain. And just sit out by the fountain and have my coffee. For how long? How long would you do that? Until my coffee's done. Hmm. You drive up here just for that? It's three minutes. To look at a fountain? It's almost as far as me going to Westport to get Starbucks. They don't have a fountain at Westport anywhere? No. They They have like a little pond, don't they? No. They have a little patio you can sit on, but it's off to the side and you're looking at a parking lot. I swear, I think there was a thought there was a pond there. Well, either way. Not at Westport. So I just kind of, uh, you know, we all do things to relax. There's a huge lake (laughs) at Westport. A big lake. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. Like a lake. Creep core. Is that not Westport? Is that not where uh, Westport, there's a lake? Yeah. I'm talking about Westport Plaza where Starbucks is. Right, there's a big lake there at Westport, right by Worldwide Technology. By the Sheraton. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm thinking. Starbucks is nowhere near Sheraton. I mean, it's in the same parking lot down the street about a block. That's where my buddy Jason has bar mitzvah. It was a great time. Oh, what I'm really? saying when I'm sitting at Starbucks. <laughs> when I'm sitting at Starbucks, there's no lake. It sounds like something you'd see on the Simpsons. I mean, the other day, the other day, just to relax, I said, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, I just headed out to Creepcor Park, and I just sat on a bench and looked at the lake for a little bit. It's a simple life, really. Well, people it's have not other, the hard to get. People have other yeah, things they do to relax. To they like to relax, and yeah. water and fountains, uh, I mean, if I could live on a beach, that's... It's a dream. It's relaxation to me. You just sit there and stare at the ocean all day. Yeah. Doug, I made some mud wire about an hour ago. Saucy, meaty brine. Some three, three, one, four. I didn't need to hear it. I got good news and bad news, Doug. Which one oh, do you want no. first? Which how one about, do you want how first? How about the good? The good news is Albert Pujols will be on the call for Sunday's game, Cardinals-Padres. With who? Oh, yeah. That will be nice. Spanish? Or, I'm sorry, Cardinals-Pittsburgh. Spanish. Cardinals is he on Pirates. the Spanish-speaking version? No. You want the bad news? That he's on the... Like, the bad news is the game is exclusively streamed on Peacock. 
That so if you don't have Peacock, you are no, SOL. We'll it's, it's also like a 10:30 start. I have Peacock. I may be able to watch a game for the first time. Am I in my, uh, a minority go. here Albert? that I don't think Albert Pujols would be very good in the booth? Disagree. I think he'd be great. I don't, I don't think know. He would. He's doing color commentary. He's not. Albert no, 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 no. Yeah, he's not doing play by play. Pujols is very intelligent. No, he's Straight phenomenal. Tell that he he's. Yeah. From, I, I'm with you. It just doesn't seem like he had that personality. He's intelligent. He's just not a very talkative person. That, that's my point. Well, when he wants to be, when he wants yeah. to be, he is. All right. Well, when things were going be. poorly early in his career, he wasn't. But as he got older, like his last year, he couldn't have been better. Like his his uh, baseball IQ is. Oh, yes. it's, I mean, so, it's absolutely roof. off the charts. Apparently, he's working with David Ortiz's younger child as well. I saw there was a video of him showing him swing some swing mechanics. It was really, really cool. And David Ortiz's kid, surprisingly, is a big boy. That dude <laughs> yeah. looks like he can rake. Yeah. So, yeah, Albert Pujols, in terms of baseball IQ, I just didn't think he had the personality or desire to do that. You're worth probably a half a There's, billion. I'm, I'm reading, uh, what media, else is he going to do with his yeah, time? I'm reading Dan Buy Caesar's article today. <laughs> Uh, that he that there's rumblings that a role at MLB Network is a distinct possibility, and that he's very excited for the opportunity, and uh, being in the booth for these two clubs is a perfect way to start it off. Yeah, what they've done to the Dominican player and putting him in the booth, Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz combo with Curtis Granderson. They that, do that studio is, stuff, right? They do. Yeah. it's hilarious. It's not Charles Barkley Shaq. It's really hard to duplicate and replicate that, um, but. Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz are funny as hell. Yeah. They're interviewing the Apple players. So I kind of like what MLB is doing. They're kind of the last regime to have, you know, to go from real true sports reporter to more athletes on the booth. Kind of mm-hmm. NBA and NFL done that a lot now. Dan Caesar interviewed Bob Costas or <laughs> Joe Buck for that interview. I didn't see, but I did see that uh, Albert yeah, will yeah. be calling the game on Sunday. But again, exclusively streamed on Peacock. And it's, I, think, I really think it's a 10-30 start because it's in Pittsburgh. I think it's an early morning game. I'm sure he just enjoys still being in the game somehow. 10:35. The money's got nothing to do with it at all. Right. Oh yeah. He just wants to be around the guys See, and around the game. He's been playing just... a lot of golf. I've seen him out there on the on the golf course. He's got a good swing. Don't you know he could hit a ball 400 yards? Absolutely. And he was dicing them up in the NBA All Star game. He was dicing mm. up 21 Savage. See, speaking of players that are like addicted to the craft, I'm not a big Kevin Durant fan. I don't like the burners. I don't like the fact that he's injured a lot. It's not his fault. But, dude, I see that he goes to, like, overseas games. He got, like, right after he got eliminated in Phoenix, he was overseas watching, like, European basketball live for, like, weeks. He's a hoop nut. Like, mm. he just cannot, like, after an 82-game, 8-month, 10-month season, I'm done. I don't care how much I love anything. Was, I- I'm taking a break. This dude is in Europe the next day watching hoops. The Slim Reaper, Doug. Yeah. Not a big fan. Think it's a little overhyped in terms of top 10 player of all time. Don't think that. But, man, that dude's addicted to the game. He's unbelievably talented. To be that tall and be able to shoot like he can. And he hasn't been injured that much. I think you're overselling He's not that big in terms of bulky. You thought that would eventually catch up to that dude. They say he's the same way as Giannis, but I don't believe it. Guys, Peacock is $5 a month. These Afton Poors don't deserve the Cardinals. It's from Danny Tanner. Yeah, I don't know why I got Peacock. I'm done with another one. (laughs) I don't remember why I got Peacock. Uh, Uh, NBC. Yellowstone, right? Everything NBC mm, is on. Maybe it was Yellowstone I got it for. I thought it know. was. The Office? No, you can find The Office on. Not on Netflix anymore, sadly. No, you can find it on YouTube TV or it's on Hulu, I believe. I'd rather miss a game and sign up for yet another <laughs> subscription and forget I have it. And then two months from now, realize I'm paying eight different <laughs> subscriptions so I can watch one game or one TV show. No, Peacock isn't bad, though. There's a lot of things on there I've been watching, but I just they didn't get it for I may get a Cardinal game one day. 
I'll probably buy it this weekend. Just for one game. Albert's going to be on the call. Okay. Cardinals Pirates. It's a matchup as old as time, Doug. Well, they've been playing each other Who's a on long the mound? time. For Who's sure. on the mound? Anyone want to guess? On Who's Sunday? Gonna, for on Sunday. On it's Sunday. Clarity tonight, right? Uh, Should be way yeah. now. Seems like Montgomery probably tomorrow night. It's about his turn again. Final answer, Montgomery from Doug. That's tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, I might go Wainwright on Sunday. Uh, The Cardinals starting pitcher on Sunday. Uh, Do we have initials? TBD. It's got to be Waino. That'll be five days rest for him. TBD might be uh, Matt's. I really want them to go after. I mean, there's a couple pitchers that'll be on the open market that'll be interesting to to see how it all plays out, Doug. Giolito? Giolito would be a great one. There's another one I just saw the other day. Was Flair the uh, high school teammates with Giolito? Wasn't it Giolito and Max Freed? three of them, yeah. I think yeah, it's Max Freed, Giolito, and yeah. Flaherty. That'd be nice. Can we get Max Freed, too? I keep, I, seeing an, I keep seeing an article online that uh, Cardinals could be a likely landing spot for Otani. I said, well. You can't. <laughs> I keep reading that. <laughs> it keeps, it keeps popping re- up. Likely by who? My reaction is he would love to He's going to be a free agent here. at the end of the year, right? Yes. My guess is his camp wants him to be in a bigger market. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if it's – I love having teams spend money. I've been a proponent for that for years. $600 million, that might be even too much for me to handle in terms of as a fan. <laughs> well, to you're, getting my, a, you're getting a top-tier pitcher and top-tier hitter in the same player. Too much. But that's 60, you got? Yeah, that's still 60, got $600 million to pay. That's 60% of your payroll, depending on the years yeah. in terms – I mean – that's too much. Why would it matter if he's in, they want him in a larger market? He doesn't speak English, does he? Uh, no, I guess he speaks some Claims English. not to, not so enough, he doesn't have to do nonstop to, interviews. Not enough to do commercials. <laughs> so. I could see him staying in L.A. going commercial. to the Dodgers. I think that would be probably an easy transition. He's on the cover of uh, MLB The Show. Well, it's too. pretty clear that alone he can't help much because what are the Angels won with him? Well, they have Mike Trout, too, which is yeah. insane. But they have yeah. no pitching. And they've yet to have pitching well, for the what, entire time. That's what time. I mean. Just getting him is not enough. So if, if that's going to suck up most of your payroll, it's not worth it. God, could you imagine, though? I would imagine he would want to, st- want to be in a big market. It's the most profitability. But he's, like, already one of the most valuable, marketable athletes in the entire world. Oh, so yeah. you could kind of put him anywhere. Well, he wants to go where Newport is, so maybe he'll come here. Does that, he know we have the best fans in baseball, though? He but, might uh, not. He will when he visits the Arch. Eating a plate of toasted ravioli. Sushi back. AI and Imperial. And then he comes well, back. That's car is gets gone. a man. Wait, what? where's my car? The Virgin claims to be this huge soccer buff, which I never have, but continue on. Doesn't have Peacock for EPL. Don't claim to be one of us if you're not lonely. If you're not lonely one, that's from Dave in Maryland Heights. I watch it on NBC Sports. I see it on NBC Sports. That's how I watch EPL on Saturday morning. Is this soccer snob saying you're not one of us? <laughs> one of us. You don't yeah. watch what we watch. It's the only sports where you don't need a favorite you like nobody has a favorite yeah. team in the EPL. They just watch well, it. Some people do. To oh, me, yeah, I need do. a little skin in the game, Doug. Like, me too. I need a team. I need a favorite for. player. I need a favorite team. Yeah. I, there's I, you can still. I mean, I just kind of enjoy it, but that's on in the background. Like I'm not like locked in watching it. But th- dude, that's entertaining as hell. Though the EPL, because there are some legit talented athletes. I'm not saying MLS doesn't, but in terms of superiority, I mean. The EPL, you can tell the difference when you watch an MLF game to when you watch yeah. even a Bundesliga. Oh, I don't know about second. se- seconds pushing it. Do they have a third? Is yeah. second Bundesliga like HD2 radio? It is. It? That's, that's actually a perfect analogy is for it? it. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the AAA. Bundesliga? Second Bundesliga? Doug, it's all the fun of soccer, but a little less pay. So <laughs> yeah. they- I tell you, it was fun to watch yesterday. It was fun to watch Billy Horschel shoot at 84. Oh, gosh, that's not fun. God, did you this have him on your team? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I did see his interview. It kind of 
was I thought he was DFL until I saw where Chad Ramey got a 13 on the 18th hole. Oh, <laughs> Billy High, yeah. And then he wept in the post game. He cried because of a 13? Yeah, he cried because I had him on my team, and every I had four guys in the top 20 and then him. Okay. Anthony Gallup. I thought Gallup's three under for the day. He's in 49th so place. Heath. You can't cry. I'm sorry. You can't cry. <laughs> I think I'm with As an yeah. adult playing a professional sport, you should not be crying. I think I, I'm with you, and it's and definitely mental health. Obviously, said competence, but then yeah, I just uh uh-uh. uh people don't get some people get get grief for the mental health thing, and some people get ridiculed because they use mental health as a reasoning. And so I I, I can't tell what, but you can't cry. The, on the way to deal television. with that is to laugh it off and say, man. I really, I really stunk. Well, Billy Hosen Can you believe that? I took a 13. Ha ha. I'm going to shoot. I'll get un- him next time. Yeah, I'm going to shoot under 80 tomorrow. I'll show you guys. That's all you know, you something do. like that. Yeah. And you he's three what? under for the day, so he went out. He said, "I'm just going to go out tomorrow and play the best I can." He's. I think he's. He was crying because he's a defending champion, and he's been playing bad all year. And he was talking about. It. He said, "I got in the pro am, and I just, I, I didn't know what I was doing. The ball, I just, I can't cut it. I don't know what's going on. I've had a terrible year." I went out and I tried to play my best. It didn't work out. And he just, you know, some guys, it's emotional. Billy Ho's an emotional guy. Hmm. Here, Doug, I'm going to read you Steve a quote. Steve Stricker from... cried after he won. He cries after he wins every tournament. Okay, <laughs> Here, I'm going to read you a quote from Jimmy Valvano. Okay. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's oh, yeah. a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And I subscribe to that. So let's all cry. You want to cry now? I don't subscribe to that. No, I think it makes for a good quote. But if you're crying every day, you've got some real depression issues. Probably. You don't understand the art of golf, Doug. Yeah. Apparently not. You want to say that again? I'm sorry? You heard sorry, me. what? I do virtually everything I can to avoid crying. I don't think crying every day is good for you. Haven't heard steadfast eyes. No, maybe that's why I haven't been weeping. Nobody has. I, I like letting off a cry every now and then, but I, I, I try to tell Madison that because she does work herself up uh, frequently, and I used to. It's like nothing going to get better with like a freak out or you know crying or stressing out about finances it's like you're gonna wake up and that bank account everything could be the same how you can change that is getting a good night's sleep and you thinking about this right before bed and this goes for everybody not just madison i'm just talking in general like get yourself in a good headspace at least try to talk yourself into it and you eventually dig yourself out of a hole but stressing about things like that nothing helps nothing helps can't fight Theoretical battles. If something, a hypothetical battle, if you can't, if something hasn't happened but you think it might, you can't yeah. fight that battle before it happens. You just and gotta right. live in the moment. You also have to realize, it, like 20 years from now, you'll look back at this moment in time, right. June 2023, Don't, and you'll say, gee, I wish it was June 2023 again. I'll never be that young. I'll never be that healthy. I'll never be that vibrant. I'll never have that much life still ahead of me. You gotta enjoy the moment. And honestly, great be, perspective there, Doug. Being an adult, like, you're gonna, you're gonna go through some battles. But it's just, yeah, like you said, you're going to look at it 20 years from now and be, I'm glad. I I grew some thick skin in that little time period of, you know, the bad luck. Because bad luck comes in stages, but sort of good luck. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of got to think about, hey, things are going to turn around. I was kind of like that during COVID. And, you know, I didn't go out. I mean, I got my groceries delivered. Um, this is after the, you know, the lockdown was over. You could go out, just wear a mask and, you know, say so I was being over careful washing my hands. I mean, I'd bend down to pick something off the ground. I go wash my hands because my I may have touched the ground and there could be COVID on the ground. Oh, Just Lord. all kinds of stuff. And after a period of time, I said, you know what? Screw this. If I get it, I get it. 
I'll be careful. We all should have said that. But I'm not going to scam ever perpetrated. But I'm not going to stop going out and stop living my life just for this. I just then I started going out again, and I just and you live through it. Imagine that. Be careful. You know, wear a mask and things like that. But still, you know, I said screw this. I mean, you got to live your life, and you know. What happens, happens. I can't just lock myself in a house and hope I don't get COVID. No. Yeah, I'm not saying never cry or there's things to not stress out about. Because there are. I mean, sure. you've got to compartmentalize what's important and what's going to be a factor now and tomorrow. Or can you just kind of ease yourself into bed, wake up, and deal with it the next day? Mm. Uh, guys, I cry after every text I send. Uh, it's from the angel the morning after. Well, you shouldn't. If you whack it, you cry, and you bang oh. out a session of blacklist. Then oh. whack it again, and you've had a great day. Mm. Ken, Iggy Strode, Valvano. Doug, wouldn't you cry if your son said to you they wanted to get into journalism? That's from Birthday Hawk. No. No. Pretty much what I did yesterday. Uh-uh. I, was, I went back and watched some old videos of a Christina model. Who the hell is that? I just Google her. Christina, I don't want to. Christina model. She started out on the Internet that she never got naked. Mm-hmm. And she was probably, I don't know, 21 at the time, very young, but had great boobs, real. Breast. And all she would do was just dance. She put on different outfits and dance, you know, every once in a while I'd have a mesh thing on, but she never got, never took the top off. And just teased everybody. And everybody kept watching, saying, well, maybe this is the time she's going to take that bikini top off. And this one time she did where she started doing the bikini came to the side and you could see her boobs for the first time. And that was the greatest day. God, I saw Christina. Finally. That was the greatest day of your life? Finally. When she started to, oh, when, it came to when it came to porn. And she doesn't do porn. She just <laughs> Gosh. Not much more porn days. Finally. Yeah. Finally, question, finally, her boobs have come out, and we've seen them, and they were spectacular. So I went back and found some old videos of her just dancing. Mount Rushmore porn days. That was a good quote. That one's obviously up Porn there. days? Yeah, days and porn. Special Pepper and Genie, Mount Rushmore porn days. <laughs> God, I mean, they're all good. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> What about when you found Harley Geek girls? Leaked no, that's a good fans. one. When I found when I can find the when I can find the girls that are on Instagram, naked on OnlyFans, leaked. That's a good day. I feel like the invention of wireless internet has to be in in the greatest porn days of all time. Uh, I don't know. I think another great porn day is when they <laughs> and ex hamster had a bunch of um, Kate Parkers I've never seen before. <laughs> Most of these, Creep. most of these, most, this is creepy. most of these porn sites would have the same three K Parker. There has movies. to be more going on in your life than this. And I was like, God, I've gone through nine sites. You only have three K Parker scenes. I mean, she's been in like a hundred movies. And ex hamster, uh, finally one day typed in K Parker and her like seventy five scenes of K Parker mm. that I hadn't seen before. And, it was and rejoice, like, it was a big day. Filled yeah. your really? and uh, gosh. The day that I found, uh, there has to be Dillian Harper's only done, or not Dillian Harper, um, well, I can't think of her name. Nobody's ever heard of her. She's not a big porn star. Um, but I found her attractive. And, uh, she would always just do, like, um, scenes by herself, like JOIs and things like that. Never with a guy. I was like, God, there's gotta be, she had had sex at some point in the porn. She can just go straight into single stuff. And I found her in one, she did one guy scene in her life when she was like 19, 20. And I found it. Had a boy. You that was a big day. I can't think of her name. That was a big day for you. <laughs> yeah, when so you find, you can't when you find these is. girls that, uh, like one I'm Gosh. still looking for. Uh, maybe Swope can go to the dark web and find it. Um, Why would he her name waste is, his uh, time doing this? Princess Ivana. Is this different than Princess Fierce Adbot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, finding, finding her 
sex scenes too. It was a big day for me because she's she's another one that just does solo Gosh. stuff. You know, berates guys. And I regret that asking kind of the stuff. question now. She berates uh, guys. Okay, that's enough. This should this should have been in the seven o'clock hour. We're um, almost to ten. So when I saw her in her early career do some stuff with her boyfriend, that was fun to see. But um, that sounded like a drop there. That was fun to do. That was fun. Did DP with my dad, my but brother. If Swope can find it, it's just Princess Ivana. Why would Swope do it? And you she does a it. lot of solo stuff too. Um, you know, where she talks to guys. Sometimes it's it's very good stuff, like, you're so sexy, I came home just for you, and other times it's just berating. <laughs> Otherwise, just, oh, you losers. What's happening oh, right you, now on the show? I'm erect. Oh, you losers are back for more. And so she'll get into the berating stuff. But I would love Doug to see her playing in the lobby. have done a sex scene before she got into this, and I cannot find anything. Okay. So, so Princess Ivana, if you can find somewhere in her early career where she did sex, let me know. So Make it just, stop. That's from Sleeve yeah. Harry. We're outsourcing porn from the 80s, the <laughs> listener. No, I, I, I asked Swope to find me some Farming Brit. You find it. Why farming, should he spend his day searching for Doug, porn that for helps you? in court. You know, hey, I didn't search. Farming this. Brit started out doing some ASMR stuff. Farming but Brit. But while she was doing ASMR, she was, you know, being very sexy with her outfits. And I found out that she she actually took them off, um, and uh, swoped find me a couple of those. Somebody's gonna get Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month for this. Certainly a vote for me. If Eddie. you can find me some Princess Ivana sex scenes, oh. uh, and and naked, she's never taking her clothes off. She does these things uh, to the listeners, you know, to the viewers, you know, berating them, but she keeps her clothes on. You can find me something naked of her. I'd take that. But uh, I'm happy to see Jordan Walker back. Yeah, that'd be my vote for a Milagro yeah. email of the month. If, towards the end of the listener line. of the month, if you can find me that. Seventh or eighth, I guess. I bet they put them at eight. Yeah, you asked oh, the question about my top four, and I gave them to you. It went on forever. Don't have, well, don't it ask me a question if you don't want me to answer it. 15 minutes with people should, we don't know. Should have given you the Nick Nurse treatment just asked if you wanted James Harden back or not. Well, I, I answered your question, though, didn't I? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. An old guy fantasizing about wearing a pirate costume while chugging milk from the jug and watching grainy vintage porn. This is like the creepiest of creepy creeps from Central Casting. I'm sorry, but it is. Manupal. I, I, I live by myself, and I've never drank milk out of my own carton. Really? No. That surprises me. I mean, I... Because you got class. I do things that you don't <laughs> understand suave. being living alone. I shut the bathroom door when I go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I live by myself. That's just habit. I don't... I, I do the same thing. I, I shut don't. my bedroom door when I go to bed. I do I live by myself. But that's to keep out the ghosts. No, I feel that's safe. I do. I do feel safe. Even though I lock the door, I feel safer with my bedroom door shut for some reason. To keep the, the ghouls and goblins away. Doug, there's a monster under my bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason to shut your bathroom door when you go to the bathroom. You live by yourself, but I do. That's just good habit because you don't want to end up going to someone else's house. Right. And keep t- the odor out of the rest of the place. Yeah. I got a fan in there. Protect that mud from the rest of your oh. apartment. Uh, the part of the show dedicated to Iggy getting a soft cow makes me feel uneasy. Make it stop. That's from mm. Shooter McGavin. Mm. All right, well. But you did answer a question. The question was asked, and you did, in fact. Yeah, we don't talk porn in this show, so it must be creepy when I talk about it. It did take a while. We don't, don't have to talk porn. Lots of other subjects. Talk about Jokic's footwork. Uh, you know what happened to me yesterday? Oh, I like to hear. I was in Golf Galaxy. Ooh. Into pair. New clubs? Uh, well, I actually happened to make my way to the used club selection. Not mm. that I'm cheap or anything. Right, no. But that's I'm actually all the... And as I'm looking at a club, some guy comes up from behind me and says, that club's not going to help your game. And I turn around. It was the wizard, Ozzy Smith. No way. Yeah. I said, oh. well, hello, wizard. And then I thought, <laughs> what are you doing looking at used clubs? And he said, oh, I found a club there that I really liked uh, once, and I just thought I'd maybe take another peek. The one on Manchester there? Yeah. Incredible. The wizard. You and the wizard just yeah. hanging out. 
Well, we weren't really hanging out, but he was. We were both looking at the used clubs. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's got to feel special when a Hall of Famer guy. just comes up to you and says, "Hey, Doug, that game, won't, that club won't help your game." Kind of trashing my game, which is fine. Yeah, a little ball busting. Greatest defensive player of all time. It's my Agreed. childhood hero. Agreed. Couldn't fork over the full lot of money though. My brother is I named after know. Ozzy. No, I'm really? Ozzy. Jesse Osborne. His middle name is Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, you can find a nice club in those used things. You know, you find a nice, maybe milled 56 degree Callaway or something like that. Yeah, you can find really good. I was looking for a better putter. But even the good one I used was like $200. You liked that putter you had in Jamaica. That's why I'm looking for one just like that for (laughs) about about 50 bucks. It was a Scotty. You're not going to find many Scotties on the download like that. Uh, I still got some time. Email in the morning after InsideSTL.com for the design, air, heating, cooling email today. It's coming up here in just a moment. Like I said earlier in the show, uh, no balloon party today with Tim being out. So Randy Carey. Brooke and Matt Rockio will do an extra hour there on 101 ESPN. That's the opening drive. And then uh, we're just going to just kick it. Great weather this weekend. Anyone got any big plans for this weekend? No, thank God. It's no, going to be nice. Not really. It's going to be it's nice out. Staycation for me. A little golf. You're not going to take the popper up anywhere? No, I may try to golf, but weekend golf is just kind of annoying. So I mean, yeah, it gets so crowded and you're waiting on every hole. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'd rather, but I'd rather wait and play a five and a half hour round and sit inside on a beautiful day. I'll no, tell you that I much. can't sit inside. Not at yeah, well, that, yeah. Pools are open. Maybe you ought to go to a public Ooh, pool. Oh, yeah. Take a whiz? No, gosh. If you ever want to come to my pool, let me know. I got it. I'm allowed two guests with my pass, so if you just want to come, just let me know. And if I don't want to go, I'll just let you in, and then I'll leave. There you go. Yeah. If you ever want to use How, my pool. Is the pool nice? Is it nice? Yeah, it's a nice pool. A lot of people there? Uh, sometimes. Weekends. During the week, it's usually just kids in there taking their baths and getting out. You hang... Oh, gosh. That sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> Doug, uh, this is going to sound condescending and elitist, what? but I'm going to say it anyways. Huh. Growing up, yeah. there was a pool in my backyard. Oh. And you know what? Let's just rub our nose in it. And it was in ground. The rest of us grew up in abject poverty. We knew that, and then you covered it with dirt, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't remember the whole, the whole process, but it. Um, the I had a pool growing up, and then um, so I got kind of used to having a pool with mm-hmm. no one else around, yeah. quiet, peaceful. Sure, you did. So the public pool thing, not. You're for not me. interested in. Not not in the slightest, yeah. actually. Yeah. Like I really pool. would rather not go to that. Yeah. And I know that makes me an elitist and all that, but it's, it's... Would you feel better if it was a country club pool? No, still out. Yeah. Just the fact that lots of people are in it, you know. That I don't know, yeah. yeah. And it's not like a sanitary thing or anything. I just like quiet. I, I did some swimming over the weekend. A family a friend, family friend is out of town. They let us use their pool. And I love swimming so, so much. So your friends have pools also. Yeah. For heaven's sake. Doug, I grew up in the Ladue School District. Everyone had a pool. Not everybody, but a lot of people had most pools people in had their pools. background. Most people had pools. Not most. The pool that we had was like with the house. We didn't build it. It was the house had it when we got oh, there. Oh God! I think in all of Brent, I think in all of Brentwood, it's a ranch style home. I don't just mean my my street. I mean I think all, in all of Brentwood, there was one pool, and it was on my street. One backyard pool. And the neighbors at the end of the above ground, uh, in ground. Nice. And I'm not talking about those silver things you can buy and fill with water. Livestock um, tubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were the uh, the Kellys. They live right at the end of the street, and they always invite us to swim. But we'd always usually say, nah, we just go to our club. We belong to Brentwood Swim Club. 
Oh, where I used was to live. That? I used to live right by there. That's on uh, like Rose, not Rose, but uh, it's right by behind the apartments I used to live at. Broadway Swim Club. It, it's the YMCA. A, yeah, it's on a road that you. It doesn't have a name. The road <laughs> has no name. I think it's called Swim Club Drive or something. But it's it's. It used to be you'd have to go like down Litzinger, then off yeah. Salem, and then then you just make a right down this dirt road, and there's the swim club down there. Huh? I've not seen that. I mean, it sure is paved by now, but... Well, yeah. it's probably easier to go to the Kellys than to go to the swim club. No, I mean, you like to be seen. There's you no... wanted to be seen. Yeah, you like to see your friends, and they have diving boards, and plus us on the swim team and the diving team, so spent a lot of time at the pool. Yeah. And you'd make fun of the people, that people, poor people couldn't get in. They'd sit by the fence and just watch. Oh, come on, they did not. They so did. Was, they was my, in what, the what was the moral of statement there? Wanting watch all to the get poor in? people. They would just sit there and just watch people. Their friends would be there and just be, ah, look at the poor people on the other side of the fence. They can't get in. Tattered clothing. They had the best frozen Snickers bars, man. They keep their Snickers bars in the freezer, and you get a Snickers bar and just, ah, oh, it's great. Those are about the only places you get those frozen ice cream bars is swimming pools. We used like. to do, I used to do it uh, when I worked at Forest Park. I would put. I would take a couple candy bars and put them in the fridge, not the freezer, but the fridge. Yeah. And every time I would ask when someone would bring up a Snickers bar, someone would ask for one, I'd say, you want one cold? And every single time they would say yes. Oh, really? Because on a hot day, you don't yeah. want a room temperature bar. No, absolutely not. You don't want it to melt in your hands. Yeah. Uh, there's no place I would go less in the world than Iggy's pool. Sounds like you'd catch a disease just walking in the door. It's from mm. a big old fan. Well, it's not my pool. It's a complex pool, so. So they're putting the chlorine in there. I mean, it's a clean pool. Saltwater pool, Doug. That's the move. I'm sure the yeah, kids are peeing is. in there, but. Why does everyone want to pee in the pool? I, I heard Sometimes a lady one a couple years ago. I was in there. I heard a lady go, Mommy, I have to go to the bathroom. She goes, just go in the pool. No, she didn't <laughs> And I said, say beg that. your pardon? She goes, he's a kid. So what? Yeah, you're you don't pee urine. in the pool? Get out. I got to take a dump. Do you mind if I just... Drop almost trow all, here? Uh, almost all pools have a bathroom right there. Yeah, there was. You said, Mom, I got to go to the bathroom. She said, just go in the pool. Reason like uh-huh. 80 why I don't want to go into a bubble uh-huh. pool. Hey, I, I wonder guess. why, you, you know, the first couple days in there, it's like, oh, it's nice and cool. It's 70 degrees. and well, It's got 80 degrees. What happened? Well, he just hit a warm spot. He's uh-huh. weeing all over your leg, Scooter. Uh, beer cats. Wow. Karma's a bitch. Now he's the one leaning on a fence watching people who work for a living enjoy the pool. It's from beer cats. It really makes no sense because I have a pool I can go to, and my niece has a pool, so I have plenty of pools I can go to. Nice. Your, your statement makes You're no sense. You're lousy with pools, right? You got a mecca of pools, and I have yeah. a job. So I don't know what your point of your text was. Take that ketchup marrier. It's time for the designer heat and cooling mm-hmm. email today. And Young, I'd like to ap- issue an apology for my text message mapping out a quote, "Good day," unquote, for Ken Iggy Strode. I should have known, based on the hijacking hot streak Old Man Wrinkles has been on this week, that my harmless text would have dire consequences. Holy crap. The begging listeners to find some 50s smut for him to really put, it, really put it over the top. Jesus. What have I done? What have I done? Thanks. It's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin, a.k.a. ASMR Ting Ting 43, continuing our apology tour. I'll be giving the next 43 to subscribe to my YouTube page, comment on four videos, and tickle the bell for notifications. In that order, we'll receive a free coupon for an ice cream treat from Doug's Icebox. That's from Brian Henshin. Brian Henshin. It's not 50 smut. It's probably uh, two teens, 2000. 15, 16, some in there. It's not, okay. It doesn't and, make uh, it any less creepy. And Ting Ting, uh, go follow my friend ASMR Lanny, L-A-N-I, on uh, YouTube. You're, Just came you two out. are friends? 
just came out with a great, great haircut video. No one's going to do that. Well, if you're into ASMR, check out ASMR Lanny. Not. There's a little piece of information for you. Okay. Tim's away in the Make-A-Wish Pyrule Play. I don't even think we were a minute into the show before we devolved into Iggy's childhood chronicles of missing his daddy and not getting a kiss. He then took a brief sabbatical to catch his breath directly into the microphone for all to hear. But after he regained his bearings, we got to hear about Mike Prospery and the Chinese origin of pizza. Not long after that, the guy who didn't want to be on a plane for a few hours to spend a handful of days in the paradise declared that he wished he could be a pirate. I can see it now. While all his pirate co-workers row their ass off, he not so inconspicuously slides below deck to grab some rum before heading back up after all the heavy lifting is done and regaling his mates with tales of slaying peg-legged pirate lasses in the Bahamas. Then we got into a history lesson on the atomic bomb and Rita Hayworth and got to hear him struggle to do simple math as he determined if he'd use a seven or eight iron to try to get a ball out of Bush Stadium. Let's be honest, it doesn't matter if the fence was 20 yards away like his Normandy chip-off. It would take Stevie Nicks, Lady Gaga, and Min Woo Lee, given that new, and commemorative bobbleheads of a naked Robert Smith to get him to drive down the stadium. And even then, if he had to pay for parking, he'd hightail it right back to Maryland Heights Spank Shack just in time to knock out a couple mm. eppies mm. of Senior Cielos. Tim put the pl- Tim put the plane in autopilot today, and Osama bin Laden hijacked the s out of it. Yo, pop pop, you want to come out here? Blueberry pop pop. Blueberry pop pop. Shut up, Pierre. Riddle me this: If it's such a chore for someone to lift half their body weight, then how can Plowsy walk with that 47-pound hog between yeah. his legs? But I digress. I walked into my usual stall this morning, and someone left me a surprise. The toilets work, but people's manners are broken. Instead of flushing and moving on, I hovered o'er the warm seat and add my own breakfast pate to the pre-existing foundation. Mm. I took a photo, then flushed like a good red-blooded American. Uh-uh. Jackson runs a great point. Can't wait for his NBA hour on 101 when Tim finally gets to done doing balloon party. That's from Danny Tanner. Okay. Danny Tanner. Is there anything more awkward than when, you do, when you're when you doing some walk, yard work and your elderly neighbor stops to talk to you while he's walking his dog? It's awkward because you don't know his name and you only speak to him a few times per year, so you're struggling to find the words to say next. He's rambling on about something that happened before the Vietnam War while you're desperately wishing you could get back inside. Next thing you know, his dog takes a fat dump on your lawn. Mm. The old guy is now picking up a fat loaf in a plastic bag. What's the etiquette here? Am I supposed to look away like I didn't notice him fondling the feces? Do I comment on the consistency of the dog crap? Okay, so now he's cleaned it up, but he's still talking like nothing happened, and now he's holding a sack of poop. Do I offer to let him throw it in my trash can, or can he just force him to hold a little goodie bag while he finishes pointless story? I guess the only thing more awkward than this would be when four guys without any sort of plan at all sit around talking about Braunschweiger, the Pulling Hall of Fame, and Bill Russell, especially since you had literally the exact same conversation about NBA players back in 2018. At one point, I swear KG asked himself, why did I leave my teaching job for this Shishawali program? <laughs> the next time Tim is gone, you might be better off just running the Sinbad interview on repeat for three hours. That's from the JV golf coach. JV golf coach. Teaching stinks. <laughs> Don't let my dad hear that. Uh, I just want to say what an honor it is to win Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, holding off Uncle Nuggets, Caller Adam, and the girl who doesn't participate in the show. 
I'm now in select company with Beer Cats, who won January for a sequence of emails and calls he made in November. Natty Nate, who won in February for a single phone call where he put Cardinals management on blast. Brian Henschen, who won in March by spamming the show with multiple emails a day promoting his ASMR videos. And Stephen Wildwood, who won in April because neither the first and second choice winners bothered to submit an entry. Re-listening to Swope Sode 43, remembering Jennings. One thing I'm going to miss the most about Jay is his ability to fact-check Iggy in the moment. There's a sequence about the one hour and 50 minute mark where Iggy is lamenting about how in the aftermath of the whole Katie Cuck sitch, now anytime he invites people over for a cocktail, they're going to think he wants to sleep with them. It's mostly a Ken monologue with Jennings casually chiming in right every 45 seconds. Tim eventually asks, is there any way you could let them over that you don't want to sleep with them? Uh, let me read that again. Is there any way you could let them know that you don't want to sleep with them? And Iggy replies, no, because I don't want to say never. Right. Iggy then recounts the time he invited Chip Douglas and his attractive wife to the patio, not realizing it was his personal page and not the fan page. Manchild79 texts in to say that Iggy should stop talking about how great other dudes' queens look. Iggy maintains he's not trying to sleep with anyone's wife, to which Jennings counters that he knows Iggy for 30 years, and he's seen, if he sees a good-looking gal with a guy, whether she's married or single, he'd probably thought about tossing her. Mm. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email today. And, and that's what we got for the designer. He didn't cool email today. Well, uh, you know, they were, they were okay <laughs> as a bunch. Didn't seem like you were okay. too high on the bunch or probably the read. Uh, the read was bad. The read wasn't bad? Oh, the read bad. Uh, read bad. I'll go with uh, our old friend Brian Henschen, the lead Oh, hitter. Brian Henschen. Iggy, yeah, what do you got? Uh, I... I don't want to be a hypocrite um, and say vote for one that was good. There were, none of them were good. <laughs> so I'll just let Plowsy take my vote. Oh, okay. Plowhawk? Man. He wasn't listening. <laughs> Did anyone listen to the email? I no. listened. They all sucked. <laughs> they weren't great. It seems like every time I read, the consensus is all the emails suck, which makes no, me think no, that I'm bad at the email. Not. No, no, no. Sometimes you have you. to look in the mirror. No, don't you read, you read you, fine. Bra. As always, you hosted the show Email in? They weren't good. Yes, he did. Right there. Here's the, the last email. I guess I'll give it to Buck Swope. Well, you really? <laughs> well, damn it. it. I have the JV golf coach. So, KG, you're the speaker of the house. I was going to go pop pop. Oh, no, <laughs> you need uh, to vote. vote. I'll go with Henshin. Henshin. Oh. Brian Henshin has won the design there. He what a battle. Email today. Yeah, yeah, wow. Just uh, Man, that went around the horn. That was scattered. Uh, that's going to do it for us today, boys. KG, thanks so much for coming in. Let's really do another hour. You. Thank you, KG. Uh, no. Have at it. Um, but uh, we'll be back on Monday full strength Uh, we'll all be here on Monday and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend for Douglas Elvin Vaughn for the Plowboy for Ken Iggy Stroh for KG in O-Town and we'll do Horton Watkins Studio for Tim who is out today I'm Action Jackson this has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After live from the Michelob Ultra Studios